So sorry about that. Um, let's just try that again. Here we go. We're calling the peoples in. Tell people about yourselves a little bit. How did we meet? How did we meet, Childers? 
you joined the uh, Vapor Realm back in like, what was it, like late 2019? Yeah, about then. And um, I, you did a remix for me because I posted the stems for one of my tracks. Yeah. And like, I just think we became friends from that. Yeah, so that was it. So when I joined the Discord server, I was kind of like that guy at the party who sort of stood at the edge of the room who doesn't know anybody. And then yeah. you, posted, you posted these stems, and I'm like, um, okay, that's that, that's something to do. <laughs> so how does that work? So do people post tracks into the music production channel? What is it stems? Is it full like Ableton projects? What? How does it work? It's like just short export, like demos of tracks that people are working on you can like post them there and ask for feedback and and whatever else you maybe just want to show something off and um i guess later arcanius started posting his stuff there when he joined and um like we just kind of like helped each other out you know okay so i've i have <clears throat> I have a couple of questions, and this is these these questions are aimed at both of you, and they're a bit of fun. Um, so, you you respond back with your answer. Ableton or Fruit Loops? Apple Studio. All day. Um, <laughs> Apple Studio. If you don't have any MIDI controllers, Ableton. If you do have MIDI controllers, live input or programmed on the grid. Programmed. No, no programming. It's so slow. <laughs> hey, yeah, I can, I can see that, but it's also like I suck at playing live. I mean, the whole thing is about like working with what you're comfortable with. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. If there's, you, if there's, there's some things that I've played in live, but it's very rare. And plus, I have a like a. I think I have like a maybe twenty-four key MIDI keyboard, so it's not like I can exactly do chords or anything. It's just mostly melodies and stuff. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, next question: uh, TR eight hundred eight, TR nine hundred nine, or CR seventy-eight. Nine hundred nine. Ooh, ooh, that's hard. That's too hard. Yeah, that, that's no, they've all got. They've all got the qualities, but yeah, yeah 909's yeah, but... got the the snare of the 909, I prefer. The wait, the kick, I prefer. The kick, crash, and um, clap on the 909, that's... It's the clap. It's like... the clap, man. It's the clap. Yeah. <laughs> the, re the, re the rest are like the, the, the 808 and the CR78. Those are like good, but like I don't use them a whole lot. So, 909, that's an easy answer for me. For me, it's the 909 as well. The fattest bass sound. Mm. So, yeah, no, that wasn't the fattest bass sound. I just made a mouth noise. Most of my bass is done with massive, but I use a lot of samples. Yeah, because well. it's, it's very simple. Um, and it's very easy to get the kind of results you want with it. 
I've heard stories where people have um, used you know the 909 kick and tuned it and used the kick as a, as the baseline, which I think is a an interesting. Oh, I've done that. That's yeah. all over my stuff. Like a lot of the stuff is reaching data weight nine oh nine kicks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've made like sampler patches myself that, are, that that do that. Do it doing bass lines from uh, you know the toms in some of these kits as well because obviously uh, the the the, the, the analog circuitry. So they kind of they work the sweet spots within a certain sort of pitch range. But you know using yeah. using the toms to to do. Uh, Drums, sorry, bass lines can be an interesting thing. Go on, chill bits. Biggest bass. Where do you? What's your feeling on it? Biggest bass. That's like a a low DTU and this uh, oscillator with lots of um, unison. Nice. I love that stuff. I do as well. Get a bit of filth. Get a bit of detune in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about this then? Um, best your favorite. What's your go-to compressor? I I usually use um, the the stock Apple Studio one, first-party compressor. It's just called Fruity Compressor. And, yeah, I'm um, the same. Buy stock. I think with audio plugins, there's a lot of like charlatanry out there with them. A lot of the things that are very expensive. Yeah, don't definitely. really do anything better than stock and do. Uh, one of the reasons that I really like Ableton is that all of the plugins in there are very mathematical in how they work, and I I really get suspicious of plugins when they've got like weird controls on them that say things like warmth and stuff like that. <laughs> tell me, just tell me yeah. what it does. I think uh, yeah, it's like it's they, so they vague. Be, like really, like vague, like well, yeah, yeah. You're obviously trying to rip me off here. I mean, if you are, in my view, if you're applying huge amounts of compression to a uh, synthesized sound, maybe you just need to get the sound sounding like you need it to sound in the first instance. Oh yeah, totally. Do you know that's, what I mean? That's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. A, a, big part of audio yeah. production. Like, yeah. if you find yourself adding like six plugins to something. Then the sound source just isn't good. <laughs> it just isn't good. Start again. That's funny because um, on the track that you just played, um, "Waves" from my latest album, like I have, like I, I, I love using these. Um, I love using rips from '80s drum machines in my songs, and um, like a lot of those old samples are just so low bits and so weak, and like the snare on that track has like so much processing just to get it to that to that level of punch that I want. Mm. It's an interesting but it's also like it's also like if you if I would try to use another snare, like a mo- more modern snare, like it doesn't have the same quality, right? So I, I like using those old it, ones. It's an interesting point. I saw some guy on YouTube talking about um some of the older drum machines that were twelve bit not 16 bit yeah they were yeah they're crazy they sound terrible but in a but they sound you know what it is in a way that's like real like ooh, it just makes your ears perk about okay what can i do with this because a lot of like down sampling and up sampling that's where you kind of get fun things happening there's the there's there's that kind of thing that all the musicians talk about which is this idea that 
it sounds good because it's what you've grown up hearing. And I really do kind of believe this. Um, I don't think music sounded better in, in the 60s on tape. I think I listened to a lot of music growing up that was put on tape. And when I hear stuff that's come from tape, for example, it makes me feel happy. Um, yeah, I think for me personally, it's the the unexplored stuff because I don't know I I'm I'm still kind of young so I didn't, I didn't really grow up with um a lot of like analog mastered music if that makes sense it does but you know what I find interesting um I do actually find your music to be incredibly warm sounding that's a compliment it sounds yeah. warm and rich um uh, th that's probably just naturally down to the way that you mix your, you know, the final mix of your songs and the and the selection of, um, you know, the instruments that you select and how you layer them, uh, which is a skill. Um, yeah. But 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 anyway, en 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 enough about that. Should we have a listen to another tune? So we shall be diving into "Keep Saying" by Chilvitz.
very different to the other tune that we just heard from you. Much more of a club yep. feel to it. I'll tell you what, it's um, that um, keep saying it's built around a sample from um, Earth, Wind and, Wind and Fire's Let's Groove. Oh, cool. So I just shot that up to hell and like created a new baseline. Which, <laughs> by the way, that's a um, that's a trick I learned from Daft Punk, like shopping up samples to make baselines. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I learned that, it just changed everything for me. Talk yeah. to us a little bit around um, where you're coming from musically, and where did that cheeky club vibe come from? Um. Well, where should I start? It's like. I, I like I started I wasn't I wasn't really hugely into music until like my mid teens. Like before that I was like listening to Proximity on YouTube. That's a channel that uploads a lot of like electronic blobby stuff. And um eventually I got into Daft Punk, which is like one of my favorite bands ever. I'm so I'm so sad that they um split up recently. Which album did you which album is did you get into and which album's your favorite album by them? Uh, Discovery. That's like their most popular one. And um yeah, I think I'd say it's still Discovery that's my favorite because it's so um well rounded. But um Random access memories, that's up there for me. I remember when Discovery came out, man. Because um, it was their first album called again, and like, was it Homework? Yeah, Homework. Mm. I remember buying that, I think it was like 96, 5, something like that, and um, it was fantastic. I think it was 97. Was it 97, sorry. I remember buying yeah. it on CD, and it had... It had um, a track where they where they thank all the, the DJs that helped them out. Yeah, um, teachers. Yeah, that's it, teachers. Yeah, fantastic album. And then they had the, the the music video with the dog walking through, like you know, the dog yeah. is like walking through Paris or something, and he's just this guy who's amazing. Yeah. But then that was a really cool album. And then when Discovery came out, I bought Discovery, and it was shockingly shiny and polished and weird. And I remember thinking, should I like this? But yes, <laughs> yes, I should because it was it was fantastically well produced. Um, tell uh, tell us a bit about like where you are and where you're from and stuff like that. Um, I live on this um, island out in the archipelago, and oh. it's just so beautiful to have all this um, all this like how do I put it? It's like it feels so like liberating but it's also like kind of it gets boring sometimes i literally wrote a track about that once it's just so... <laughs> which tracks that oh uh, i haven't actually released that yet what? I, don't what? I, don't, what? I don't know what? where to put it <laughs> so I, I, have, I have a que- i have a question in that vein so you said you know you you mentioned you mentioned boredom but yet, when yeah, I hit when I, when, but, a little bit, yeah. But when I hear your tracks, they're quite exciting and interesting, and they kind of make me feel like, like for example, the last track we listened to, you know, it feels like I'm in a club and I am, and it's it's authentic and it 
could literally be in a club. So surely you must have those experiences to be able to produce that music or are you producing music from a point of the imagination or are you producing music from the point of what you've experienced? That's my question. Imagination, like straight up. I've never been to a club before. That's interesting. I, like that blows my like, mind. I, actually, one thing is like because I listen to a lot of like kind of house slash club music on YouTube, so like that's a source of inspiration too. But it's mostly imagination. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, so one of my goals in life is to get Chilbits to the UK and just send him to a really bad club and just give him a really bad impression. <laughs> I, I think that would, like, give me so much whiplash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what it's actually like. It's it, it's it's not very good. So, yeah. it, it just comes from listening to a lot of it and not really having any, like, first-hand experience of going to actual clubs. Listen, what I want to say is this. If I was to open a club, the music would definitely sound like the music of Chill Bits. Let me tell you that right now. So, without further ado, maybe let's maybe it's time to drop another drop another track. Track. Uh, yeah, time for Space Station. It's time for Space Station. Go on, Mister Space Station. Right, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about this track after it's played. Okay. Do you want? Do you want to? Is it? Do we need an intro, or should we just go straight in? No, just go straight in. This is uh, Space Station by Chillbits. Oh, it's this one, is it? Oh, fucking love this tune. Here we go. Let's go.
I remember the first time I heard that tune, and it was last year. I think it was definitely quite dark and grim. No, 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 no. It was. It was. Um, Chilbit somehow got me on this online festival thing, and my set was on at like one in the morning, and you and RJM like agreed to stay up to listen to it, and Chilbit set was before, and. That track came on, and we all went fucking mental over it. I remember, I remember, and it was, you know, it, it's it's because all of the sounds work well together. Firstly, and secondly, it's fucking gatchy. But I must ask you, uh, chill bits. There is just one thing that I think is like the killer bit. Like the, the drums are like perfect for it perfectly perfectly like simple but then you've got some really interesting fills that happen occasionally which is nice but for me the killer bit is that i'm not going to do an impression but this is that, that, that sort of those synth stabs that kind of have a slow attack uh on, on them that wow 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 yeah. what is that Tell tell me about where that came from i know it, i don't it, know how to make those it's, and I it's, tell us when it's, I hear them. it's just beautiful what that's like this is like this is so confusing to me like first of all because like that was just kind of something that i wrote and sequenced out in like one evening then spent so long mixing and mastering and i'm really like confused uh, like but also kind of happy that people like it this much that tune is basically one of my favorite songs it's a lockdown classic right yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's very evocative at that time. I was talking to this about I think to chill bits a while ago. There's that second. The big problem with my music personally is that everybody just associates it with lockdown. But uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's that's a good thing or a bad thing. For me, for me, that's a good thing because like I listen to Emergence like a lot when I finally got back out into the archipelago where like there weren't any lockdown rules so like i yes. just go outside and have it have it on it's, like it, it felt it felt like a very like liberating if that's the right word like it felt very liberating mm. to listen to it and i just think it's it feels such it feels like a very springtime album yeah yeah totally. like there's there's some like level of openness in it so I mean, I, yeah and to your point around the covid lockdown are we, thing are we talking about um late arcane or me you sorry i was talking about you oh yeah I, I was talking about um, later. oh sorry well i mean he, well here's the thing i mean i was i was kind of actually going to say here's the thing the whole that whole community of musicians yourself and late arcane included yeah. um ha, were it was so enjoyable to join in and witness all of you guys just basically prolifically producing uh, and, and writing and producing music in this community and playing it live uh, on, on, on the Vapor uh, Realm stuff and pushing it out and letting people download it through Bandcamp channels and uh, Bandcamp and whatnot. I mean, it's a really fantastic community and I think that whole lockdown thing for me feels like Vapor Realm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like online streaming definitely got like it became more important because that was your only way to socialize. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And I think for for a lot of people, it's really funny for me. Like, if somebody doesn't socialize a lot, that I found a lot of people that I was talking to, like family members and stuff in lockdown, who were really struggling with the whole idea. Where I think a lot of people who were kind of like more internet savvy and everything. It was kind of like a golden period. It was like, yeah, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, we just yeah, we just talk like, to people online. I yeah, I, I really feel that because. I was um, stuck at my brother's place for two weeks because of um, travel lockdown, and I was in like I was in a, in in his apartment like for two weeks, and it was it felt super heavy, but like mm. looking back at it, like I I kind of miss it really because I had so much time. That yeah, was- that's the crazy thing about lockdown, where it it, it made people. Sort of, it gave people Rediscover. a chance to stop and just take stock. Okay, what's important? What am I doing? Agreed. It's like all of a sudden you you stopped, and oh, yeah. okay, you get you get to look around yourself and go, oh, okay, what is actually going on here? Because life before lockdown was was not good. You know, people say lockdown was bad, but life before lockdown was not good for a lot of people. No, it wasn't. So uh, it's quite late where I am. I'm thinking I'm going to blast a tune and then I'm probably going to call it a night from my side if that's okay, yeah, guys. Yeah, that'd be good. Thanks, Chillbits, as well, man. And I'll play us out with uh, something that I hope is suitable for our discussion this evening. Thanks for having me.
girl. 